Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Get over to Leon Tailoring for that young person who graduated. Congratulations, by the way. And make sure they've got the clothes for that big job interview. Hey, the economy may be good, but you still got to dress for success. And Leon Tailoring, they can help your young person do that with a professional wardrobe and attire that they need. And so all those years of college and getting a degree do not go to waste. So Leon Tailoring, the perfect place to get your young professional off to that start in the world of work. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. President Osley, Vice President Adamson, Majority Leader Lewis, Minority Leader Mallory, members of this august body, the Indianapolis Marion County City County Council, good evening. For two and a half years, Indianapolis has shown dignity and strength as our country has struggled to withstand wave after wave after wave of heartache and grief, anxiety and fear, anger and sadness, seismic changes that have affected all of us, all of us. A year ago, I came before you at a time of enormous challenge. COVID had interrupted yet another summer. The psychological and the economic effects of the pandemic, as well as the widespread availability of guns, continued to push gun violence to new heights. That night, I outlined a historic fiscal package aimed squarely at fighting gun violence and strengthening our economy. Working with all of you, that plan was overwhelmingly adopted by this council and we immediately got to work. And tonight, we can all come together to celebrate the bipartisan success stories being written as a result of your collective action. We've invested in living wage job creation while making unprecedented investments in affordable housing and educational attainment to secure the future of the people of Indianapolis. We've bolstered our crime prevention efforts with the hiring of dozens of violence interrupters while providing the largest infusion of grant funding to grassroots anti-violence groups in the history of our city. We've devoted more funding to hiring additional sworn police officers, as well as expanding the size of our civilian police force, while making long overdue investments in police technology that will make our community safer and improve accountability. The results? Since last year's budget passage, we saw the unemployment rate go far below pre-pandemic levels. Elanco broke ground on a new headquarters at the former GM stamping plant site. Corteva named Indianapolis as its global headquarters. IU Health is investing millions to create a new healthcare center and campus downtown. 
The 16 Tech Innovation District and Bottle Works development continue to grow. And more cranes are up in the air every day with new investment in the city of Indianapolis. And as for violent crime this year, I'm encouraged to report that just seven months into our anti-violence plan, and after it went into effect, intentional homicides in our city are down nearly 20%. Aggravated assaults are down 16%. Non-fatal shootings are down 10%. As we gather tonight, Indianapolis is on pace for the first decline in gun violence since the start of the pandemic. And we're on pace for the largest decline in homicides in well over a decade. So to my partners on the City County Council, the question for all of us tonight is simple. What's next? First, I am sub submitting a budget package tonight that will continue to invest in the men and the women of IMPD. It provides substantial hiring bonuses for experienced officers to join our ranks and it dramatically raises the pay for first-year officers to one of the highest levels of any police department anywhere in the Midwest. I'm secondly submitting a bu budget package tonight that will provide tens of millions of dollars to cut next year's property tax bill for the vast majority, nearly 90% of Marion County homeowners, while continuing, <laughs> while continuing to fund critical programs for renters, like the Tenant Legal Assistance Program and the Eviction Avoidance Project. Third, I am submitting a budget package tonight that over the next five years will invest more than $1 billion into our roads, our streets, our sidewalks, and our stormwater improvements. Fourth, I'm submitting a budget package tonight that will grow our successful Indy Achieves College Completion Program, providing an additional half a million dollars in funding to help Marion County students achieve the dream of a high quality degree or a credential. And perhaps most importantly, I'm submitting a budget package tonight that will do all of these things and more while maintaining strong reserves and ensuring that the budget you all will begin considering tonight will be balanced for the sixth consecutive year in a row.
So let me begin by our top priority, investments in public safety. Last year, we introduced a $150 million three-year gun violence reduction strategy. Thanks to bipartisan support from this council, in its first year, this strategy has provided significant investments in grassroots violence reduction and new crime-fighting technology, all while boosting funding for new police officers. Since then, intentional homicides are down by nearly 20%, and many other violent crime metrics are on the decline across our city. But while the results of our anti-crime strategy have been encouraging, and while funding for IMPD is at historically high levels, I want to be clear about the challenges we face in adequately staffing our police department. As of this evening, IMPD has roughly 200 positions funded by this council that remain unfilled due to a police staffing shortage that has swept across the country, affecting law enforcement agencies large and small. But while other cities are struggling to find resources to address this national problem, our fiscal prudence over the last six years means that we're in a position to take swift local action. That's why tonight I'm proposing to dramatically increase the first year police officer salaries by 16%. A newly hired officer, first year, will now make $61,829 a year. I'm also proposing increasing our hiring bonus for new officers to $10,000. Now together, this proposal would result in IMPD having the highest first year compensation package for new officers higher than anywhere else in the state of Indiana. But just as important as staffing officers to combat violence is preventing the violence from occurring in the first place. And that means continuing to make investment in our response to mental illness and addiction. That is why tonight I am delivering on a promise to establish the city's first emergency re response team consisting entirely of mental health professionals. This group of trained healthcare providers will respond to cases in which residents face nonviolent mental health or substance abuse episodes. Thank you to Faith in Indiana and the many city county counselors who have advocated for this investment that will allow us to better serve our residents and allow our police to return to a focus on violent crime. <laughs> Let
Last year at this meeting, I assured residents that our infrastructure, unfunded, underfunded, and neglected for decades, would receive a historic boost. With the bipartisan support of the City County Council, we have invested more than $1 billion in our roads, bridges, and other infrastructure over the course of the last seven years. Tonight, I am submitting to this council a capital improvement plan that would invest another $1.1 billion for roads, streets, sidewalks, and stormwater improvements over the next five years. Years. That includes $849 million in transportation spending and $309 million in stormwater improvements. That translates to major projects all around Marion County, from Country Club Road on the west side to Kentucky Avenue on the southwest side to Bluff Road on the south side, from Post Road on the east side and the Keystone Bridge on the north side to Michigan Road on the northwest side. as well as residential street improvements in every single council district in the city of Indianapolis. By the way, these, these improvements will also make critical investments in our efforts to calm traffic, Protect, protect pedestrians and cyclists, and reduce the rise in deaths associated with antiquated street design. Just as importantly, I will continue to work with our partners across central Indiana and in the General Assembly to urge them to take action to address inequities in our state's road funding formula. I've made it clear to them that I will not support raising vehicle taxes on Marion County residents, not one dime, until we receive our fair share of what our residents are already paying in taxes each year. This year represents the sixth straight city-county budget that has been balanced, bipartisan, and impactful, all without raising a single dollar in any new taxes. Our fund balances are healthier than they have been in a generation. Credit rating agencies continue to applaud our conservative approach to fiscal management, and we're better positioned than ever to make investments, continuing investments in our neighborhoods. But all of that is meaningless if residents can't afford to put food on the table or purchase school supplies for their children due to the effects of rising inflation in our country. Now, while the city does not control the price of consumer goods, we can ensure that the smart fiscal strategy that we have followed 
benefits residents at a time when they are hurting. That's why tonight I am proposing a 2023 property tax credit for the overwhelming majority of Marion County homeowners. What that means is for homesteads valued at less than $400,000, owners will receive at least one, a $100 credit toward their next property tax bill. And Mr. President, for those who, uh, who have homestead valued at less than $250,000, that credit will rise to $150 on their next tax bill. And for those who are not homeowners, this budget package continues to fund tenant legal assistance and offers critical rent relief through our Indy Rent program to families most in need. To date, Indy Rent has deployed more than $150 million in rental assistance since the onset of the pandemic. Over the past year, we've averaged more than $7 million in rent relief every month to help keep our neighbors housed and prevent unnecessary evictions. While these programs won't end the effects of inflation, I passionately believe that every level of government must do its part to help residents during these uncertain economic times. And finally, Perhaps no investment pays bigger dividends for our city's long-term future than investment in our children's education. <laughs> Especially now. The pandemic has had an enormous impact on all Marion County students, from early childhood literacy to post-secondary education. We need to invest like never before to lift up those who have been impacted the most. And that's why tonight we are proposing to expand the Indiana, the Indy Achieves program with a half a million dollars in additional funding. This year, This year, nearly 500 students from IUPUI and Ivy Tech are receiving completion grants from the Indy Achieves program. That means hundreds of residents across every township are using completion grants to go back to school, to earn degrees, and that will help them shape their careers and transform their lives in the next coming decades. With tonight's proposed funding increase for Indy Achieves, that impact will grow to nearly 700 students next year. And tonight, we happen to be joined by some of our Indy Achieves students. Can we ask them to stand and all of us give them a round of applause?
And as important as a post-secondary degree is, nothing prepares a young student for success like early childhood literacy. That's why this evening's budget package includes $1 million to create the Circle City Readers Program. This program will utilize tutors to close reading gaps for 1,000 Marion County students in grades K through three. one-on-one -on -one support will give more children the foundation they need to excel in school and make the most of their education. This program will operate in partnership with a coalition of local stakeholders committed to our students' futures. Tonight, we do have parents, educators, and community leaders in the audience to express their support for this program. Thank you all for being here. Look, these last three years have been tough for our country, have been tough for our state, they have been tough for our city. In the midst of these historic challenges, We've worked hard to keep our eyes on what matters most. Fighting gun violence, rebuilding our streets and roads, growing our local economy, and improving student achievement. For nearly three years now, despite the hard days and the long nights, We've kept our collective faith in each other, and we've never lost the belief that tomorrow will be better. Gun violence is down. Our economy is strong. Our city's budget remains fully funded and balanced without a single tax increase in seven years. Now that's progress. But it's not enough. We must continue to build on it. So, I leave you tonight by saying, let's get back to work. I thank you. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.